Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we usually take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. Or if it's a Saturday, talk about what great new music is out there. However, currently we're away. So this week we're back with the second part of our Glastonbury 50 Years Retrospective Brackets Track by Track Edition. And uh, had a lot of fun last week actually talking about Glastonbury, reliving some memories. Lots, there were more track by trackable artists than I remember being at Glastonbury and together we've seen quite a lot of them as well. We have seen a lot of them together and separately. Yes, that's okay. Uh, And that's fine. And just a reminder to preface before we get into talking about the selections in the second part. These are track by track selections. So if you're regular listeners to the podcast, enjoy the albums that we talk about and maybe some of the musical themes that we talk about new music. This is the sort of music we will be referring back to. So don't be listening for no Oasis. (laughs) Or... um... Supergrass. Or Ed Sheeran, even. Or no, no Ed Sheeran. No, 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 no. So, Will, we've got a lot to get through, a lot of memories to relive. Should we get stuck in? Yeah, let's kick off with the first one. And this is one of our favourite groups. I don't know how many groups we say that about. A lot. A lot. Uh, Two Door Cinema Club. Yes, so we have talked about them twice on the podcast so far. We've done Game Show and False Alarm, and we saw them together last year, didn't we? Yes, and this track is what's well, my favourite track from False Alarm. Uh, and this was brilliant seeing them perform it live on the other stage uh, way, way back in 2019. Many, many moons ago. Many, many moons ago. Life, it does feel like a long time ago now. It was a different time. Because we've not had any festival slash live music action for a while. No, you've not had any action for a while, have you? <laughs> so let's hear a little snatch of uh, Two Door Cinema Club. Talk from Glasto 2019. So that was a bit of talk. I loved seeing that live for the first time because I'm a huge fan of that album and that track in particular. The video was brilliant and they're a great live band. They are. And what's amazing now is that with four albums worth of lots of bangers, that set was just packed full of hits. It was. It had more hits than Now 38. Wow. That was a good one as well. That was one of the good ones. Not as good as Now 44. Mm, or now 50 wasn't bad either actually mm. and listeners we're not plucking these numbers out of the air do look at the track listing for those now albums and tell us we're wrong yes also recently we looked at the latest one now 103 or whatever couldn't hum half of the songs on there it made me feel like i was 103 yes you look it actually I, i'm very tired sorry that so, was two door that was a lot of fun i find uh what's the name of the lead singer ed I find Ed uh, has got a, a lot of charisma about him. Yes, he has. Great showmanship. Mm. And wonderful sideburns. Do you think we'll see Tudor headlining one day? I'm not sure, actually. They do feel very at home on the other stage, and that's not a criticism or a euphemism. Perhaps if they haven't already, they could headline the other stage at some point. That would be nice of an evening, wouldn't it? Mm. 
of an evening at Glastonbury. Yeah, I'd enjoy that. I love the iconography and the graphic or style they used for this album campaign, and that followed through uh, to their performance at Glastonbury. Speaking of following through at performances <laughs> at Glastonbury, Dan, anything you want to share? I had quite a dodgy Jamaican goat quarry one year, which went ran straight through me like a Ferrari. We didn't see the end of that goat all weekend, listeners. <laughs> quite persistent. Uh, <laughs> next Dan next next track so a track by track favourite now and a real 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 Glastonbury favourite this is Florence and the Machine and this is The Dog Days Are Over So Flo there, I have been lucky enough to see Florence quite a few times and also have followed her journey from seeing her at the John Peel tent all the way to do the stage and then headlining on the pyramid, which was just phenomenal and very well deserved, despite the fact that she was actually meant to be playing uh, ahead of the headliner, who I think was Foo Fighters and uh, had to cancel because of Dave Grohl's gippy, gippy leg. Um but yeah, she's she was made to headline Glastonbury. Have you seen her there before? I saw that I saw that headline slot. Oh, absolutely stunning. She had the crowd mesmerized the whole time she was up there. And it was one of those moments as well when you realize every track is brilliant. Yeah. Every track is huge. And I just remember it was the Friday night, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And it was a wonderful opening. It it was yeah, it was beautiful i've actually got goosebumps just thinking about it it was so because her music is so euphoric and there's so many layers there's kind of orchestration and quite a lot of grandioseness going on and uh it was just perfect and i'm sorry to say i'm so glad foo fighters had to cancel because i wouldn't have seen them uh and florence should have been headlining that year anyway in my humble opinion and i love the fact that obviously she was doing a barnstorming headline show with her own music Later on that night, she was to be found in the southeast corner uh, in uh, the, uh, the uh, NYC down low, getting down and dirty with the drag queens and the queers in the southeast corner. Oh, Wonderful. Were you there? Oh, no, I was in bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we've said this before, but I do find that at Glastonbury, I tend to go to bed earlier than I do when I'm at home. <laughs> Which is already quite out. early. Yeah. <laughs> Nine o'clock normally at home, so... Oh, uh, bath and bed after Country Fall on a oh, Sunday. God, heaven. <laughs> I do take my portable TV so I can watch Country Fall and Antiques Roadshow at Glastonbury. Oh, do you know what? Home comforts. I could just get into bed now, actually. Yeah, do you want to cancel the recording? Yeah, that'd be nice. Send it there. <laughs> Trap by drag. I trap <laughs> by drag. Blah, 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 blah. I've been... But no, we've got lots, uh, lots more to talk about. Will, what's next? So here's a, here's a topical one. Katy Perry is wowing us, well, some of us, with her new album at the moment. Mm. This is, uh, can you believe she was at Glastonbury, Dan? I, I can. Because <laughs> we there. were there, because we <laughs> saw her. Uh, yeah, and it was probably one of the more unusual choices 
Yeah. Uh, for a performance. But she was there in 2017 and I have to say, really enjoyed it. It was so much fun. It was just, that's what that act was put in that slot for, to have fun. It wasn't meant to be the most thought-provoking set or anything like that. It was just meant to be good fun and it really was. Should we have a little Yeah, here's clip? a little snatch of her roar. I can remember bellowing out that chorus along with thousands of other people at the time. Yeah, it was. It was, it was just kind of um, the sing-along that you didn't think we'd have at Glastonbury. But it, same, I've got a video on my phone, actually, of the five or six of my group, because we weren't together watching this, were we? Had a bit of a spat the previous evening, sadly. Yeah, all over a man, as yeah, ever. As ever. Handcuffs and fisticuffs. Uh, and, Cat uh, fights and spotlights and torches at midnight. mm well, well, 10 p.m. Kissed and made up. On the well, lips. Not in time. <laughs> um, but Katie, that's what Katie would have wanted. Katie Love, yeah. Katie Love. And I just think that so many people, there's so many naysayers about Glastonbury, aren't there, who you just know people would have been slagging off the fact that Katie Perry was there. It was a great fun set. And it is the kind of, the Saturday afternoon slot, it's when Scissor Sisters did, as we talked about last week. It's when Shakira did. Lily Allen did it. Lily Allen. It's just, it's a pop slot. Pop slot. Pop slot. Uh, that's a Slots. great name for a podcast. Pop slot. Someone's probably done it. They're umpteen out there at the moment. Yeah. Not all of all this inferior. quality. Uh, you're right. And it's part of what makes Glastonbury for me is the mix of music that you get there. So you get your Katy Perry's alongside your guitar bands, alongside your alternative bands, alongside your indie synth pop bands as well. And the fact you can go there and experience that, plus loads of performance art, plus loads of comedy and dance and circus and... Strippers. Strip. I must have missed that. Where was the strippers? NYC down low. I was there with Florence. Male or female? Uh, Something for everyone. Something for the weekend. Mm. Glastonbury weekend. Long weekend. Dan, what's your next pick? It's another huge... American pop princess with a back catalogue full of mega hits. However, when she performed at Glastonbury, her only time performing there so far, she had just released her third single. So this is Lady Gaga. So that, we were just watching that performance back on our video wall here in the Track by Track offices, which is vast. Mm, huge. And definitely, you know, way early in her career, third single in, huge crowd there for her on the other stage. I think there was already this intrigue about Lady Gaga, wasn't there? Because this was, third single was Paparazzi. It was the, sing- the video with the crutches and all that kind of thing going on. 
she'd already got herself out there as an artist more than just a pop star. And I remember the friends that I were with really turned their noses up at her being there. And it was only my second ever Glastonbury, so... Are you still friends with them? No, I genuinely am not. Good. <laughs> and I don't have to listen to this podcast, and if they do, switch off, please. Yeah, get stuffed. Yeah. Listen to pop, sl- pop slots, or whatever we said before. Pop slots. <laughs> um, but so we didn't stay for the whole set, but I did make a point of trying to catch as much of Gaga as I can, as I could. And uh, she was great. I, I Would you like to see her headlining one day? I'd love to see her headlining. I think she is at that point now where she could do that. Yeah. And after such a great year so far, Chromatica has been very well received. Uh, loads of wins at the VMAs. It feels like she's back bigger and better than ever. It would be great to see a headline next year. If, you know, if all the headliners from 2020 can't do it, get Gaga in there. And you know what, Dan? She'd put on a hell of a show. Oh, God, it would be, yeah. It'd be fantastic. Unless she went completely the other direction and it was her and a piano for an hour and 15 minutes. What do you think to that? Oh, Dan, you're, like, you're just absolutely disgusted with what I just said. Well, she's got a great voice and she's great at tickling the ivories, but no, I want a big... Big, fat, massive, balls-out production. And Bangers everywhere. Talking of balls-out, this is actually the clip from this, because she came in on a little scooter. This is when people said they could see her little uh, peen. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. No, it's true. I, I know people said it, but what, 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 what are they doing? What are they saying? It was, it was nonsense. Well, I think we should move on. We should. So here, here's another track-by-track favourite. Oh. Hot Chip. How many times have they performed at Glastonbury? Umpteen. And we could have picked our our performances and, and tracks for this one because they've been all over the place. I mean, I last saw them they were performing at the park stage. They headlined it on the Saturday night. Yep. I famously missed the Killers featuring the Pet Shop Boys. Yep. But I got them to I got to see them do a headline slot on another stage. Uh, with an album having just come out. So we got to hear some of their new bangers, like Hungry Child, which is still an absolute mm. banger. And Positive, I think they did as well, didn't Positive they? Positive was brilliant. But here is a bit from their 2010 performance, and this is a classic Hot Chip track. Here's a bit of Over and Over. If one band were made to perform killer headline slots, and if one song was designed to be just an absolute killer festival anthem, then this is that combination. Uh, and I love, I just love that group of men. They're just such a ragtag bunch. And when you when you look at them, they look like they could all be uh, down your local pub. Yeah. Holding, holding court around the bar. Definitely. And the first comment I read on YouTube, not I read comments... At all, really. What about ones on about us? No, <laughs> stopped doing that a long time ago. <laughs> is uh, it says greatest group of nerds ever to have produced music? And I thought, what a lovely way to sum up Hot Chip. Yeah, it is. They are they are nerds. So are we. Exactly. That's why we're doing this podcast. Um, 
this for me, this actual performance in 2010, this was the moment I fell in love with Hot Chip. I went to that set knowing a couple of the tracks and it, I was just can't even put into words. I was bowled over and mesmerized. And it was, well, it was just the perfect setting. The sun was setting. It was the other stage. I think it was Saturday night. Everything just ticked the box. And I was lucky enough a few years later to work on an event when with uh, where Joe Goddard was there. And I told him, I said, I basically said to him, thank you for that moment because I will never, ever forget it. And uh, What did he say? Uh, on you go. Move on. You've had enough. He told you to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> No, he said, thank you very much. He appreciated it. And I, because, you know, I've seen, like yourself, seen Hot Chip many times, whether at a festival or at a, a venue. But this this one for me, there's something really special about it. There's, well, there's just something about a Glastonbury performance from an act you love. Yeah. That you just can't, it's really hard to put into words, actually. It is, yeah. And I don't want to be that, you know, if you haven't, you haven't, if you haven't been, you don't know. But if it, you haven't been, you don't know. It's, it's magical. And, and imagine your favourite act and then imagine that being twice as good because of the because of where it's happening. Drugs. Oh, because of where it's happening. Yes, Sorry. Yes. Yeah. And uh, don't take don't take drugs. Kids. No. But free choice. So next one, we are going to talk about an artist we spoke about earlier this year. Actually, we celebrated her album "Cause I Love You." Uh, this is Lizzo, and this is from Glastonbury, 2019. Just what a character and what an amazing musician as well. And that was good as hell. And she gives this incredible, empowering speech before that track starts. And the crowd, I didn't, I wasn't there for this because I probably came a little later to the party for Lizzo. But the crowd are just going wild and she's having a great time. Yeah. Likewise, I wasn't there. I think this might be the only one on the list or one of few where neither of us were actually there for it, but we had to include it because we're a huge fan of Lizzo and both just would have loved to have been there as well, I think. I actually saw Kathy Burke tweeting about how amazing this was. That's what drew my intrigue when I got back to watch the performance. And I just, she's she is something else and I can't wait to see her live one day, but I also hope it is at Glastonbury. The next time she tours, we are there. We are there. Meet and greet. Yeah. But not in a kind of cheesy fan package kind of way. A proper backstage green room meet, yeah. please. And a few, a few drinks. A few, really. yeah, yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Gin and tonic, please. Hmm. Or white wine. So, drinks aside, Will, what else have we got? So, I am going to go to one of my favourite acts. Um, an old favourite of mine. St Etienne. We've talked about them on the podcast only recently, and you're a bit of a convert to them. Uh, I love St Etienne. They've been forward at Glastonbury quite a few times. And we are going to go back to a performance from them from 1998. So this is when they were absolutely banging and huge. So here's a little bit from St
was the probably one of Sekin's best known tracks. Uh, He's on the phone. A wonderful, sad banger. Uh, obviously, very different live compared to the single release, which was a Motivate uh, co-production. That's a much more organic live band production, but still an infectious, wonderful track. And well, this this was from a few years. Would you say 1998? This was from. So this would have been when that this track originally came out as well. Wow! And this is obviously way before either of us even dreamed of going to Glastonbury. Have you seen them there since? Yes, oh. I saw them. I can't remember. Whether we, I think it was two years ago, so 2017. I saw them um, because they've had a fair few albums out since then, and it was a lovely. To be honest, it was a very wet Sunday afternoon uh, where the weekend weather had been quite trying, but this gave me a brilliant lift when I saw them because they did the hits. What stage were they on? Uh, the park. Oh, lovely stage, the park, isn't mm. it? Yes. As you said, I'm, I'm a bit of a convert to them. I haven't seen them uh, at Glastonbury. I've seen them live before with you, but I haven't seen them at Glastonbury yet. Uh, I imagine next time they're playing there, you and I will be there together holding hands. Ah, that's lovely. Good friends. Dan, final track for the second part of our Glastonbury uh, at 50, track by track edition. Uh, What have you got for us? Second and final part, sadly, Will. Um, But this is a great way to end this because we talked about the debut album from Calvin Harris earlier this year. And we talked about how some of the songs would just be amazing to hear at a festival. And what better festival to hear them at than Glastonbury. So this is a bit of Calvin Harris with... Except in the eighties. So Calvin Harris there, a very early in his career Calvin Harris there. Not what he is now. No, definitely not. But I think we both agree that we this is the sound of Calvin Harris we would love to see there. Uh, and we were both saying while that track was playing actually that this is before either of us started going to Glastonbury and you should not live with regret. I definitely believe that. But I wish I did go a little bit earlier because performances like this I feel like I maybe missed out on. Mm, and it's it, it was on a relatively small stage. It looks like the BBC introducing stage, oh, or whatever the, it was called at the time. Yeah, but he it's all organic, so he's got his synths and his uh, you know his equipment there, and it's, he's creating the, that music. Very accomplished um, musician. Uh, also, uh, this uh, is followed by an absolutely banging live version of the girls' full guitars. It's brilliant. Oh, wonderful. Hopefully, we'll one day we'll get to see him at Glastonbury. I don't know if he's done it in the last few years. It's so well, will huge he, if now. he's doing like Vegas DJ residencies now? Would he come back and do Glastonbury and do like a very much live music hits style show? He'd have to have a lot of uh, collaborators come on stage as well. Yeah, oh, definitely. But it'd be a, it'd be a good a good set. But I think it couldn't headline because it is too. I feel like it's too dance slash pop slash electronic mm. to be a Glastonbury headliner, despite the fact that you other you, stage. You get, yeah, that'd be amazing. So that's the end of our track by trackable artist. Just will before we move on, just one question I want to ask you. Yes. Of all the 
acts we've covered on Track by Track who either haven't performed there or you haven't seen there, who would you like to see? Well, I'm holding out for the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, of course. And obviously we've mentioned it was great to see like Bananarama there. I'm just scrolling through our list of episodes that we've already recorded. <laughs> I'd love to see a DJ set from Fatboy Slim, actually. I'd love to see, um, I'd love to see Lady Gaga. And... Oh, there's so many to so many to to, to talk about. But, there are uh, lots, aren't there? Yeah. What about you? I'd love to see Madonna headlining it. Uh, wow. I think she. And Le- I think legend she... slot. Croissant <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nerf. I just think she would just do an incredible performance. I think she'd like to do it as well. I'm sure she would. Um, it's really obvious, but Fleetwood Mac, I think, would be wonderful there. I think they're made for it, and I wish they'd just sort it out. Apparently, they're too expensive. Why can't they? they've got enough money? Will. Why can't they just do it? I watched a really interesting documentary about Fleetwood Mac the other, a couple of weeks ago. And I it was so... Their history, uh, the lineup changes, the style, music style changes. My head was spinning at the end. I just couldn't keep up. Yeah, it's, it is a crazy, crazy band. Um, I've never seen Blondie there. I know they've been there a couple of times. I'd love I to saw see them. Blondie. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, and Cher doing maybe the legend slot. Oh, um, but yeah, likewise, there's loads. I mean, the B-52s, I'd love to see them there. Spice Girls. You're, you're hopeful, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a good view. Oh, and of course, how could I not say this earlier? Duran Duran, I've never played. I'm, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say it from the off. I was hoping you might prompt me, so it didn't look like I was... It, 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 anyway, Quite it desperate. backfired, yes. So that's it from the second part of our Glastonbury, uh, 50 Years of Glastonbury, track-by-track track cut our highlights uh we hope you've enjoyed it we've certainly had a great time being on holiday we have we are there now this is recorded in the past but do let us know your thoughts at trap by trap uk let us know what you thought to these glassman performances let us know your favorite ever glassman performances let us know if you've never been and you've got a ticket for next year let us know anything about Glastonbury really and what new music have we missed while we've been away on our holidays as well do let us know what you're listening to at the moment and you never know we might talk about it and we are back on Tuesday with an episode proper just to make it up a bit this is like when they drag out Michael Levis onto the pyramid stage with the headliner slot Will can you give us a hint of a tease of what's coming up on Tuesday well hang on on. I'm not ready for this just you can do it I believe in you first of all I'm not going to let that comment go about Michael Levis as well (laughs) Uh, so coming up on Tuesday, we have got a Canadian electronic pop dance trio who have had uh, many albums over the last few years. And this is going to be their sophomore album that we're talking about. Mm. I'm excited. Any ideas, Dan? Um, quite a big one because I've had to do my research for these lots. Um, so yes, I've been, I've started listening, uh, and I like what I hear. To say anything more would be to give it away. So until next time, I've been Michael. And I've been Emily. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.